Hello and welcome to episode two. Thank you for watching today. As promised last time, we're going to uh, talk about COVID today, whether you're sick of it or not. And uh, we really want to look today at what does the Bible say about COVID. And uh, the first thing we want to do is just to say that uh, COVID is real. This is kind of a political hot button issue, I think. Uh, and we're not here to try to give you a hard political statement. We all, of course, have our own personal opinions. But what we're here to do is to try to shine some light on the subject from the Bible. But first, we just want to acknowledge that it is real. And just to throw a few stats out there to give us perspective on this current pandemic, there were 43.5 million cases recorded worldwide to date. 43.5 million cases. 1.1 million deaths, according to Johns Hopkins University. And you can agree, uh, agree or disagree about how those things are recorded, but the fact is many, many untold numbers of people are affected by this mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, in the news also, 720 new cases right here in Ireland yesterday. That's 720 new cases. Uh, 58,000 over 58,700 uh, cases total hmm. and five deaths yesterday attributed to COVID. And uh, to date, uh, over 18, close to 1,900 deaths here in Ireland. And even one death is tragic, hmm. but uh, these deaths are having an impact on people. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, whether we're directly affected by death or sickness or um, indirectly affected by the lockdown, by all of the things that, um, you know, are affecting us related to the pandemic. We're all impacted in some way and we all have different reactions to these things, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but what is the over overall reaction that every person has? And, uh, Oriel and I have been talking about it here yeah. and, uh, it seems obvious that in the news, talking with our friends, yeah. uh, with our family and acquaintances, just among ourselves here, I think the overarching reaction that we have is fear. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody fears something. Mm -hmm. And they may not all be the same fears, but fear really is just not knowing what the future holds for us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we... Um, uh, we're not omniscient people. We, we, we aren't God. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't even know really what today holds. And so uh, just this uncertainty of knowing the future puts fear in us. When we think that anything could happen, um, it tends to create anxiety in yes. the heart, some nervousness um, and fear. And so the overarching reaction, I think, to the pandemic is fear. And, you know, Oriel, the, Bi the Bible speaks to fear. Yes. A loss. It? A loss. It does. Because I think it's part of the human condition. We all face fear over various things in our lives. But, and the Bible has a lot to say about it. Right. So. And, and there are a few categories of fear that we could talk about. And one is fear of death. Everybody mm -hmm. has a fear of death. And think about elderly people, people who are at risk of catching COVID and yeah. uh, maybe fearing death. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen after death? It makes people think, you know, what's going to happen when I die? Uh, what happens to my family? What happens to me when I die? And so people have a fear of death. And uh, <clears throat> one pandemic expert described himself as 
shaken, very scared, and shocked. Mm. And how many people in our society today does that describe? Shaken, very scared, and shocked. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That certainly um, describes some people. Uh, and Steve, you know, I, I've even heard accounts of people who, you know, just consumed with fear, especially as they, you know, day and day in the news, as you hear how many people are sick, how many people are dying. And I've heard accounts of people who actually ended their lives just in despair, ended their own wow. lives. Terrible. So there's just such fear out there yeah. surrounding the coronavirus at this time. It, it's very sad. You know? Yeah, I mean, there there's fear that affects us in general. Yeah. But then you add on the stress of a pandemic mm -hmm. uh, and everything related to it, and it just heightens our sense of fear that we yeah. have. And yeah. it has all kinds of physical, emotional, spiritual effects yeah. on us. Uh, there is the fear of death. There's also other fears, uh, particularly right now, economic loss. Mm. I mean, this yeah, is a yeah. huge fear that I think strikes it uh, across <laughs> all levels of society. And uh, this has also been in the news. And uh, yeah. news articles have been talking about this growing divide between those who are affected by the lockdowns and those who aren't. And there's an increasing dissatisfaction with uh, people who are losing out um, and really losing their businesses, losing their livelihoods, seeing yeah. their family savings gone, seeing their retirements maybe uh, being depleted, um, you know, just losing their businesses. These are tough, hard times that yeah. we're living in. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. think I've heard that uh, it's the industries that have uh, many people employed, and particularly the younger generation yeah. that are being hit hardest. Yeah. It's the service industry. Mm -hmm. Steve, it's, aren't uh, you saying this... We heard a figure that 50% of young people in one age bracket are unemployed right now. I think it's I just, just read that huge, on the news. Like, 50% yeah. of people out of work. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to fathom. And yeah. that's a huge mm -hmm. economic hit yeah. on the I, country. I just went to a little office shop in Gorey where I live. And just a couple of months ago, I'd bought some files and stuff in there. Went to go there the other day. Places closed down. You know, yeah. out of business and, and not temporarily, like they're gone. Not and so back. many small businesses, you know, um, and just the trauma for for the business owners, for the people who've lost jobs. Yeah, yeah it's it's affecting people, yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, economic loss. Um, the uh, the t uh, well, Michal Martin said uh, that this pandemic is affecting large sections of life mm. and economy. He, he had his uh, speech just the other day, and uh, he, he made mention to this. So this is in the news. The government's thinking about this. The, the common average person is thinking about this. Um, and you can go read comments under yeah. these news stories, and you can just see and read the fear and anxiety that people have, really the frustration with the way the government's handling this, yeah. whether they agree or don't agree. Maybe you agree, don't agree. But uh, there is uh, some level of, of frustration and just the feeling yeah. of uncertainty mm -hmm. that uh, the government doesn't have this under control. Yeah. And uh, this is, in fact, what uh, Michal Martin said in his, in his speech. He said, no laws or powers, there are no laws or powers that can change the nature of this virus. Mm -hmm. And Oriel, what that tells me is, 
here's uh, the top government official here in Ireland yeah. expressing what many world leaders say, and that's that we just don't have the power to control this thing. Yes. We, we can try to do yeah. set limitations mm -hmm. and things in society, but at the end of the day, we really have no control yeah. over this yeah. virus. This is kind of an unseen uh, enemy that we yeah. have, and we don't know what to do about it. Yeah, and I think it has to be said, too. I don't envy any of the world governments as oh. they try to figure this out. No. I mean, I know we can cr we can criticize what the government's doing and sometimes that's in order, but mm -hmm. it's 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 a losing battle. You know, they, they yeah. don't quite know what they're dealing with. No one totally understands the coronavirus and people are trying, you know, governments are trying to do what they can, but it's out of their control. You know, yeah. it's, it's beyond our control. Yeah, and even, even health experts experts are disagreeing yeah. about the right course of action of course everyone wants this to go away and yeah. they don't want businesses to be shut down and you know yeah. we want want to get the economy going again but the fact is is uh is there there is no clear magic solution yeah and that kind of brings us to what we want to talk about today and yeah. I asked last week, does the Bible say anything about the coronavirus? And the mm. obvious answer is no, it doesn't. The coronavirus yeah. didn't exist back in Bible times, but pandemics did, um, and plagues and diseases did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, Oriel, is there anything that the Bible can shed light on that yeah. we're dealing with today? What well, yeah, I, I've been thinking about that, you know, over the last while. And what comes to my mind is in Egypt, the 10 plagues uh, that we see recorded in the book of Exodus. And you think of Egypt, Egypt was the world power of its day in many ways. It was an advanced society, a wealthy society. And yet the 10 plagues came in and the story is recorded in Exodus chapter 5 through 12 in the Bible. And it really upended a very advanced civilization. Yes. But it's, it's actually very instructive. And, you know, people have gone through things like we're going through with the coronavirus through history. Um, but the Bible tells us what God is uh, often up to in those times and how we can respond in a way that can help us. Um, you may be familiar with, Steve, I'm sure you are, but I, I'll just kind of go over the thumbnail of... Uh, the ten plagues, um, you know, God sends Moses to Egypt. He confronts Pharaoh and says, I want you to let my people, the children of Israel, go. And Pharaoh's response basically is, uh, right from the get-go, he says, the Lord? Who is he? Who is the God that you're speaking about? And he just, he's oblivious to the God of the Bible. Um, and even... Right at the beginning of the of Moses' interaction with Pharaoh, Pharaoh shows he's very concerned about the economy. He doesn't care about God, but he's very concerned that the workers are stopping working. The children of Israel are stopping working because Moses is talking to them. Mm -hmm. um, so because Pharaoh has said no, um, Moses is instructed by God to tell Pharaoh uh, that there are going to be a series of plagues or difficulties blows uh, is another way to say it you know like a a boxer landing blows on his opponent mm -hmm. that there would be these plagues that would come on egypt the first plague the waters in the nile and all the uh, ponds and rivers in egypt becomes blood and uh, then after that 
frogs came up out of the river all over the land. And it's interesting, too, that the plagues affected everybody in Egypt, not just, uh, you know, the lower classes, but Pharaoh himself was affected. All people um, were affected. Uh, the third plague was a plague of lice, you know. Yeah. You've had your kids come home from school with lice. And yeah. imagine everybody in our country having lice at the same time. Then there was a plague of flies. Um, and then God begins to send plagues that take the economy of Egypt apart. First, there's a disease upon the livestock, you know, and many of them die. Then there's a plague of boils. Again, that's on Pharaoh and all um, the people of Israel. Uh, then there is a plague of hail, and that destroys all the crops in the field, the early crops in the field, and all the trees um, in e Egypt. Uh, then there's a plague of locusts, and they eat everything really that wasn't destroyed by the hail and kill other animals, not livestock animals, but kill other animals. Then did you know there was actually a lockdown, Steve, in the Ten Plagues? Uh, because the ninth plague was a plague of darkness. And um, it says that for three days, everyone stayed in their place, in their homes, and they couldn't go and see anybody. Because, That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they experienced a little of what we're experiencing now. And then the last plague was the worst. You know, yeah. it, it was definitely the worst. And um, that was the firstborn of every uh, family died. Yeah. And God foretold that this would happen. Uh, he said, you know, all the firstborn uh, will die. And he says, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave who is behind the handmill, you know. Mm. And death was, like, like we haven't experienced. Yeah. What mm -hmm. we're going through right now is is nothing compared to what yeah. the Egyptians went through during the ten plagues. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. You know, as as rough as the coronavirus is, it is nothing compared to what the ten plagues were and what the Egyptians went through. Right. Um but I do think there's some some lessons that we can pull from it. One is that God again and again uh, through um, the uh, through the passage that talks about the ten plagues, he tells them what he was up to um, in that whole time, and he says, first of all, he says, "I want everyone to know that I am God," and um, he says that uh, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and God, in contrast to the idea of like a Greek god who has a bad day and you know, sends punishment on people just because he's having a bad day. God is very purposeful in sending this plague into these plagues into Egypt. He wants them to know that he is God. And in fact, um, later on, he says that um, against all the uh, gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And each of the plagues related to a god in the Egyptian pantheon that the Egyptians worshipped and they trusted in. Mm -hmm. uh, the frogs, um, there was a frog god, a god that related to the frogs. The firstborn, of course, Pharaoh was uh, regarded as, as a god himself and yeah. the, the god of the firstborn. All of these were Egyptian gods and God literally made a show of these gods yeah. 
The God of the Bible literally made a show of these false gods in Egypt. And his message to them was, to, again, to an, an advanced, wealthy, powerful civilization is, mm -hmm. I am the true God. I am here and I want you to know me, you know, right. is, is, is his message to them. And, um, you know, again, you know, as, does the Bible say anything about COVID? Well, no, it doesn't per se. But we see, as Steve has, has mentioned, we see fear mentioned in the Bible. And then we see similar illnesses, similar difficulties coming into the lives, not only of individuals, but of whole nations, whole civilizations. Yeah. And God has a purpose in that. Uh, one know? of the plagues was a virus yeah. that affected all of Egypt. Yeah. And so conditions that are not wholly unlike what we're experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so really what we can see uh, through the plagues of Egypt is that God has a purpose when difficulties come into our life. And one of his greatest purposes is to show us the folly, the foolishness of trusting in false gods. And, you know, we do that in 2020 in, mm -hmm. in our world, in Ireland, in the Western world, around the world. We trust in false gods. They may not mm -hmm. be... Uh, you know, idols or, or a little statue that we worship, but, you know, materialism, um, you know, pleasure, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, academics and, and thinking that we have a superior way of looking at the world. Those things can be false gods in our world, in our economy. And sometimes something like the coronavirus comes into our lives, something we can't control uh, something that messes up our lives, yeah. wrecks our economy. And that's serious. That's difficult. Yeah. But if we can turn to God and say, oh, God is there. He is in control. He has allowed this. There can actually be some good takeaways right. from a horrible time like right. we're experiencing in the coronavirus. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the really big lessons from the plague is that God was revealing himself, mm -hmm. who he was. And in order to do that, he did have to destroy the false gods of Egypt. And, yes. you know, we can relate that to our lives today. No, we're not experiencing the 10 plagues. We're probably not going to see the Red Sea parted in our <laughs> lifetime and see the, the, the Israelites coming over the Red Sea. Uh, we are seeing a plague in our yeah. lifetime. Mm -hmm. And uh, people back in history have seen plagues. And uh, we can learn the same lesson that the Egyptians learned and that the Israelites mm -hmm. learned. And that's that God is in control. And one yes. thing that we can say is either God is causing this pandemic mm -hmm. for his purpose or he is allowing it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we just have to say we're going to leave it in God's hands and we don't know the exact purpose yeah. for this virus, but we have to realize that we are not in control like we thought mm -hmm. we were. Yeah. And yeah. one thing God is doing through this pandemic, we see this all over the world, and he is telling the nations uh, to turn to him, <laughs> basically, yeah. through the pandemic. He is, mm -hmm. he is trying to turn the nations to him. And as we look around the globe right now, there really aren't there are very few, if any, governments 
that are actively seeking righteousness and to lead people in righteousness to seek after God. Virtually no government in yeah. the world is yeah. doing this. No nation, by and large, is is really trying to serve mm-hmm. God. So we don't have our eyes on God. We have our eyes down on temporal things, on our yeah. circumstances. And what God is saying through the pandemic is take your eyes off of the circumstances around you. Yeah. Take your eyes off of the death and and off of all of the fear and look to him. Yeah. And in fact, that's what fear does. I think fear is a tool that God uses to reveal to us what our false gods are. And Oriel, you mentioned this, and that we all have false gods. And it may be our retirement account. Maybe that's our false god. Maybe that's where what we're placing our trust in. Mm -hmm. And when that's gone tomorrow, (laughs) it throws my life into chaos and fear. And so that, that fear teaches me what my false God was, what I was trusting in that was not God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- whether it's the coronavirus or any trial that we might be going through, God is trying to teach us to, well, first of all, he's trying to expose our false gods, and he's trying to teach us to take our eyes off of those things, to quit trusting in those false gods, and to look up Yes. And to trust in him. And God really wants us to find our trust in him and our source of enjoyment, our fulfillment in him. And, yeah. uh, uh, Oreo, we're going to talk about that more as we go along. Yes, yes. Uh, about yeah. this relationship with yeah. God. And I, I definitely <clears throat> see what you're saying even in the story of the Ten Plagues because you see Pharaoh at the beginning. You think he's a powerful monarch leader of a nation and at the beginning he says who is the lord no i'm not gonna let your people go moses you know right and at the end tragically he's lost his firstborn child and he says to moses yes you may now go but he said will you bless me he actually asks moses to bless him, presumably in the name of God. So here's a man who's gone to being totally, God is just not a part of what he thinks about, to at the end, he's at least admitting, I need God's blessing in my life. He's been through such a difficult time. And even there's a whole group, the Bible tells us, that left of Egyptians that actually left Israel, Mm -hmm. uh, not Israel, sorry, Egypt, they left Egypt with the children of Israel to go to Canaan and their motivation seems to be that they had seen the plagues. They had seen all of this happen. They had seen the Egyptian gods literally taken apart. Everything they trusted in had been taken from them and their way of life had been upended. And their conclusion was, this is the God I want to follow. The God that has done all this. And they leave Egypt and they, they follow the true God. And mm-hmm. I think, wow, you know, the coronavirus, as awful as it is, and again, it's nothing compared to the 10 plagues of Egypt, but as challenging as it is, if people in Ireland and around the world can turn to God and say, I want to follow, you know, we are not in control right. and there's nothing we can do, but I want to follow the God who is in control. Yeah. If that were to happen, the coronavirus will, again, it'll have had some good benefits and takeaways right. you know and that's my prayer you know? one one popular bible teacher said don't waste your cancer yeah 
Um, We could say, don't waste the virus. What is God trying to do? And think of the the coronavirus as Mm. God's way of waking us up to the fact that he is in control. And don't waste this time. Maybe use this time to look to him and say, God, uh, I haven't found my trust and my strength in you, but I need to, Mm -hmm. and recognize that he is in control Mm -hmm. and that we don't have the control that we maybe thought we did. Yes. Yes. And if you are, have questions and you're thinking about what we've talked about, you know, both last week and this week, we've talked about a relationship with God and the reality that anyone can have that relationship Again, just want to remind you that November 2nd, uh, we are starting a new Bible study at Faith on Fire Ireland. It's called The Exchange. It's a four-lesson Bible study. You can do it from your own home. We'll be doing it on Zoom. And in that Bible study, we'll talk about how to know God in a personal way. And maybe as you look at your life changing, uh, there are worries, there are challenges there, maybe you're someone who the coronavirus has affected profoundly and you're saying, I need something in my life. Well, this Bible study may be a help to you in knowing God and having that personal relationship with him. Again, you can check the website and particularly go on to the Facebook page and you will see there at the top of the Faith on Fire Ireland Facebook page, a little ad that talks about the exchange Bible study. And there is a link where you can register for the Bible study and we will get you out a a booklet or you can download uh, the class notes uh, from the website. But we would love to try to be a help to you uh, in your relationship with God. And uh, also next week, we are looking forward to episode three, where we will be interviewing a mom um, who has faced some remarkable challenges because of COVID, uh, but she's also the mother of six young children, and she actually homeschools full-time. She teaches those kids at home, not just because of the coronavirus. And uh, she's going to talk about how her relationship with Christ makes an impact on her daily life and the difference it can make for all of us. So thank you for joining us uh, this week uh, as we've uh, talked about what the Bible says about the coronavirus. And so we trust that you will join us next week for episode three. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, Be sure to catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and also the audio-only podcast on Apple iPod. We're also on Spotify now. So, okay. Um, Very good. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for joining us tonight. God bless.